Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hola, mi gente. Hola. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Corazon Chronicles podcast. So excited to have you here. Super stoked. This is going to be an uh, awesome episode today. And uh, yeah, we're hopefully getting back into a full regimen. So yes, thank you so <laughs> much for all the support and the love. We really appreciate it. We yes. love the DMs, the emails, and if you don't know wh where or how to contact us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, um, Corazon Chronicles Pod. And I want to say on Twitter, it's Corazon Pod. Yeah, head over there. Uh, yeah, send us a DM because we are always diving into the topics that you guys tell us about. We're mm -hmm. gonna dive into one today. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's nothing, I think, more fun than just, like, putting our own twist and opinion on, like, what's going on in the world of love and relationships. Yeah, 100%. You know, people definitely like to uh, get advice, you know, not only from us, but from other people in the comments and stuff, too. So it's kind of cool. I think I, I like this little segment that we have going with, like, answering at least one or two questions every episode. This is awesome. I love it, too. I feel like it's like when you get together with a bunch of friends and you're just, like, you know, talking about the shit that's going on in your life. Oh, girl, what do I do about this? <laughs> girl, let me tell you what this man has been doing. <laughs> right um <laughs> oh. but let's start off with a review so again if you have not left us a review yet please go ahead and do that either on apple or on spotify those are the two platforms that i know that allow you to like leave a review right so please do it because it helps us grow and expand and impact and that's what we're trying to do here absolutely yeah like the video on youtube and stuff like that if you guys are checking it you know checking out the video and if you guys are just listening to us and you want to watch the show we are on youtube and uh we are you know starting to play around with some videos so yeah okay so this review is from bren gem and the title is strengthen your relationship i'm only a couple episodes in and i'm hooked mm. i love this approach and style as a podcast because it has me reflecting so much within myself and my marriage this is asking all the questions that healthy relationships usually answer mm. i know this is going to help me strengthen my relationship for sure thanks y'all for this encouragement and entertainment oh sweet that's awesome i, I love, love it thank yeah. you so much for your review and if you want us to read your review on the show please make sure to leave one great here you go if not she will come for you, you can tell she's <laughs> a little i will stop <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so uh, we're going to dive into a couple different topics today. The first one is a listener question mm. that came in through the DMs on Instagram. Again, you can find us at Corazon Chronicles Pod. This is a good one. Okay. And it's not something that I've personally had to confront because I'm little. <laughs> I am 5'2", y'all. So even though on the socials <laughs> I might look six feet tall because everybody looks six feet tall, he's actually 6'2". I'm 5'2". Okay. So this listener question was around dating man that is shorter than you and what like how should you handle it especially if like people are talking shit about it i mean i guess i would wonder what kind of shit they would talk because i i've seen some shorter men with some some taller women before too and i don't really see it as like a a knock on her i always like it always hits me subconsciously as like Okay, you know, she she obviously loves him for him. That's kind of what I see in that. Or if I see somebody like really pretty with someone who's like maybe not in the best shape or something, there's something else there. Right. So I think, you know, from if we take a look at biologically, like Mm. why this would present itself as a potential issue. Right. (laughs) Like if you think about it, the biggest, the strongest of any species is typically going to be like the alpha of a group. Right. And that's going to be who people or whatever that species most, wants right? to ha- procreate with, right? right, right. You're going to seek out, like, the best specimen, whatever. Mm. And I think there's this perception that, like, a shorter man is somehow, like, less manly. Right. Um, and I think that's probably why, like, societally it's a little weird. Did she say in her in her comment at all of, like, what she was feeling? Or was she just, like, wanting to get uh, a third person's, you know, perspective on it? So... Let me see if I can pull up the screenshot. Yeah, so I, I, while you do that, yeah. I would say that me being 6'2", I've never, um, you know, really been attracted to women that are taller than me just because they're... They're few and far between, yeah, probably. Yeah, it is. <laughs> right, right. And I don't... Um, I've just never really been around any that are that much taller than me my sister is actually i think she's she's got to be maybe six one or six two but yeah. she's like very well proportioned and stuff you know so sometimes the super tall girls are like the proportions start to get a little out of whack and i'm not <laughs> making fun of anybody i'm just saying sometimes they're i'm guilty of it i'm like three quarters legs and then i just have it's like a small torso <laughs> um but i think that if she I think that if she if she loves him for who he is and, and if it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't bother her, then I don't think that she should pay any attention to it. You know, but if she yeah. has friends like talking shit to her, like, what's it like kissing down to your man? Like, that's kind of I think that's what it was. Like it was Lord more Farquaad. about like, how do you like, what do you say to defend it? Like, do you even have to? Uh, I Yeah, it's tough because, you know, I feel like the people that are saying that are just like assholes. Yeah, haters <laughs> in, a, in a sense, you know, but um, um, my ex. My ex, she, uh, the guy that she was with for a super long time, he was a couple inches shorter than her, and she would crack jokes about it, about how it felt awkward to, like, hug down, and, you know, she said it felt like she was hugging her mom and stuff, so mm. that's kind of... Okay. I think if I was super short, I would just get super jacked. I would compensate it by, if I can't go this way, I'll just go this way. <laughs> you know, I'll just yeah, be, like, super jacked. At least I have muscles and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, like, you can't be obsessed about, like, what other people have to say about your partner either, yeah. you know? It's like, if that matters to you so much, that I think there's a greater insecurity that you need to address within yourself because it doesn't matter how tall, short, skinny, fat, whatever the person is. Like, if that's your person, that's your person. You really don't need to fucking explain that to anybody. Yeah, I mean, you, you can use us as a good example. I mean, there's an eight-year or seven-year um, age difference between us. And if, if we were worried about the stigma or whatever that 
meant to society or whatever the case is, then, you know, it would be harder to have the bond that we have. And I think you struggled with that a little bit at the beginning. And I think that I had to reassure you a little bit and let you know, like, yeah, hey, you know, my ex was, was older as well. Um, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything or settling in any way. And I think that giving you that reassurance was nice. And maybe, yeah. maybe the lady that left the uh, the comment should have a conversation with her husband and be like, hey, I'm kind of getting bothered by this yeah maybe he can give you some reassurance to be like fuck those people yeah honestly (laughs) it's like you know in in this day and age i think it's a lot more common for people to just kind of buck the status quo and for relationships to look a lot less like conventional as they have in the past and Mm -hmm. whether that's an age difference or a height difference or a body size difference like at the end of the day it's you and the other person that has to be comfortable with the situation, you know, like I know we've talked about the age gap and I had a lot of insecurities about it. Right. Because I'm just like, it means something way different in society for an older woman to be with a younger man Mm. than it is for an older man to be with a younger woman. Like that's hella common. Right. Whereas, you know, the, the whole cougar narrative and the cradle robbing like that shit's fucking gross. It's toxic. Yeah. It's nasty. Cradle robbing means that like I'm, I'm giving up my opportunity to have kids. Is that what No, it's like, you know, you're snatching a baby out of the cradle because he's fucking younger than you. You know, it's like gross. (laughs) Like it's giving pedophile. if If I was 21, maybe. Yeah, well, it didn't help when you were like, oh, you know, when like you were 18, I was 11. I'm like, I don't fucking need that that shit in my head, okay? (laughs) Toxic. I forget why I brought that up. I don't know, but never do it again. I think it came down to like what year you graduated because you graduated in 03 and then I graduated in 2010. So I was like, that's when I started doing the numbers and I was like, hey, you know what's kind of crazy? You know what, though? (laughs) This skin is giving 32 years old, okay? So, ladies, if you want to date younger men, just take care of your skin. Hey, you know, you, you put in a lot of work, too, in the gym. You I do. Right, so I've been keeping it snatched, okay? Keep it snatched, and you can snatch up anybody you want. Um, anyway. <laughs> so about the shorter thing, what are your thoughts on the TLC show, The Little People Big World, where, like, I think one of the guys, uh, one of the husbands on there, I, I think his wife is, like, act like regular size, okay. you know? And they have kids, and the kids that they've had, you know, they came out, you know, with, with the dwarfism thing. Yeah. So, like... That's like, and I feel like people don't really, I mean, I, I don't really know. I don't really hear any whispers about that, yep. but I could imagine if I went on to like the comments and stuff, then you would be able to see what people are saying about like, you know, why is she with them or something like that? I don't know. You just never know who's going to click. I love think that's love, one thing, right? right? Like sure. you, love you're going to find your person and it might not even be who the hell you thought it was going to be. Right. I think a lot of us have these like prescribed checklists of like what we think our ideal partner is going to be. And sometimes that shit just gets blown out of the water when you actually find somebody who's maybe not aligned with that list. Like, I could have never imagined dating somebody younger. That was never on my, like, list. What about somebody taller? I don't know why, but I've never, like, been hyper-focused on height because I've always just, like, everybody's taller than me. So like exes have been, like, mainly shorter guys? Yeah, because Latino men who are, like, you know, purebred (laughs) versus you, which are, like, a hybrid. My abuelo is 6'3", thank you. See, that's rare, though. He's from, he's thoroughbred. Latino men, though, are not typically known to be tall. Okay. So, like, I think my tallest ex was, like, 5'8". So, um, you know, height's never been a huge thing for me, but let me tell you. I'm never going back. What they say about tall men. It's oh, true. Oh, my. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing with this part of the, sec- the segment, um, but uh, <laughs> she's 
Thank you for that. You're welcome, babe. I think Jay Wheeler's pretty tall, no? I think he's like the same height as you. Yeah, yeah. Because that's why I'm like super skinny. They can see in the video. Like, I, I mean, I, obviously I don't work out or anything. You know, I'm known to like go through my spurts where I'll do like push-ups and sit-ups for a couple months or something. But yeah. as far as like, I mean, I'm 6'2", 180 pounds. It's doesn't really fluctuate more than that. <laughs> I can't. I mean, if I could go on a bender of like eating, I just can't put on the weight. You would tell me when we first got together. Yeah. Babe, you're like skinny as fuck. You need to eat. And I'm like, well, I, I, I try. I do. Yeah. You have just way more surface area to fill out, so it's fine. But okay. I think, you know, to our listener, fuck everybody else. Like, that's none of their damn business. How tall your partner is, if you love them for who they are, then that's what matters. Yeah, and like I said, have a conversation with your partner about it if it's really bothering you and if it's something that – because you don't want it to just fester. You yeah. Because if it's festering and, and then it, it will kind of take over a little bit, and then next thing you know – you might start to see other things that you don't like about your partner and stuff like that. And I feel like that whole situation is toxic. And um, so I just say, keep them, keep them, the communication open a hundred percent. Yeah. Even if it. it feels like it's something small and petty, it might be feeling like, you know, it's embarrassing to bring up, but it's much better to just get that shit out in the open. So. Absolutely. And again, if you want us to answer your question live on the show, <laughs> go ahead and send us an email at Corazon Chronicles podcast at gmail.com or send us a DM on Twitter or Instagram. <laughs> okay, so we're going to hop on over to Reddit. Okay, Reddit is a place where there's lots of very interesting conversations going on. Hell yeah. And there is a thread called Am I the Asshole? So you already know <laughs> anybody who asks a question in this thread, it's like, obviously there was some conflict that came up around uh, some relationship and they want your opinion on what's going on. Here. I'm excited for this. Cause it's my first time hearing this as well too, folks. So here we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the title of this is, am I the asshole for calling my girlfriend over dramatic? My 27 year old girlfriend and I, Went to the beach last week with our friends. It was awesome. Tons of fun. When we got back home, I was showing her pictures that I took. She comes to one in particular. And in this one, my girlfriend and five other girls have their back to me and are looking out at the water from this massive boat. Oh, okay. So it's the booty shot. Yeah. Booty shot. Right. She fixated on her looking chubbier than her friends. Ah. More specifically, her butt looking bigger than her friends in her jean shorts. This led her to spend the next 10 minutes looking at herself in the full-length mirror, declaring herself fat. Ooh. I told her all of this talk was ridiculous and that she was being overdramatic. She flips out, grabs my phone, tells me to open my eyes and see that every other girl looks small in their shorts except her. She says my calling her overdramatic is my way of invalidating her. Mm. I told her, actually, I'm trying to get her to be kinder to herself. And she told me to keep my further comments to myself. Am I the asshole? Man, that's uh, it seems like it seems like he had the right uh, the right intention, but the execution was just not there. Right. And I, I don't know how long they've been together or anything. I guess he's still trying to figure her out. But um, I, his intentions were pure. He was just trying to let her know, like, babe, you're beautiful. I don't you know, there's no need to think that way. Um, but he did go about it the wrong way. So, he, OK, he, so I, what did he, he could, do wrong? I think that he he didn't. He should have just kind of, man, it's tough. <laughs> How would you handle it? I think that I would just reiterate that you were beautiful in my eyes, right? And it wasn't like a thing of like, oh, I'm accepting you for whatever. Be like, but you're you genuinely are. And I would point out the things like, you know, that you work out and you do take care of yourself and stuff like that. And then also, why is it a bad thing to have a, a fatter ass <laughs> than your friends? Like, I right. don't know. I I, I love I love that part. 
for him. So like, <laughs> I, I would tell her that. I'd be like, out of all those girls on the boat, I mean, I think that everybody's going to be looking at, at the thick girl because that's just how it goes, you know, um, especially with the booty shot. So <laughs> I just think that he could have gone about it, you know, a little bit better, give her some compliments, kind of reiterate, um, you know, give her some words of affirmation and then also hear her out for, you know, why she does feel that way, you know, because she, even the compliments and stuff like that, she's going to you know kind of gloss over those because yeah. she feels the way that she feels. So maybe he could have opened up a conversation with her on why she does feel that way. Maybe something happened in the past. Maybe, you know, she has friends that low key talk shit about fat mm. people and she feels like they're kind of being passive aggressive when mm -hmm. they do that. There's a lot of things that, that could be feeding that energy for her. So and then for him to say, oh, you're just, you know, over dramatic and you're just doing too much. It did kind of um, take away why she feels the way that she feels, mm. you know, because that's it's how she feels no matter what. You know? Yeah. So you got to be very cautious and weary of that. And you have to take that into into account, you know, because her feelings do matter, regardless if you feel like they're unworthy or not. Mm -hmm. She's still feeling that. So, yeah, I really thoughts? like that you mentioned the fact that. um he needs to do a better job of kind of figuring out the underlying root of something yeah. because, you know, she's projecting some shit that probably has absolutely nothing to do with him. Right. But he's taking it personal because he, quote unquote, was trying to say something nice or give mm -hmm. her a compliment. And she's just like, well, I don't really give a fuck about your compliment right now because this is how I feel about it. Um, th that's just like straight up, you know, doing the work of understanding your partner's triggers and traumas, right. which sounds like they still need to navigate. Um, but I also do think that it's her responsibility to like, if she's triggered by what, you know, her looks or whatever, like, girl, you also need to be like doing the work there too. Cause that's not your partner's job to solve for you. Mm. You know, your partner's job is not to be your self-esteem. That's your job. Right. And then, you know, you can have a partner that boosts your self-esteem or that fucks with your self-esteem depending mm -hmm. on who you're with. But that self-love has to be cultivated from within because it doesn't matter what anybody says to you compliment wise. If like you don't believe it because you just inherently don't have a good self-esteem, it's not going to matter right. what your partner's going to say to you. Right. So I think uh, she's got to do some inner work to figure out where that shit's coming from. Um, but I do think that him calling her over dramatic was definitely like an invalidation of her feelings. He could have thought that to himself. Yeah. I just think like sometimes some things just don't need to be said out loud. Yeah. And that's why I feel like maybe they haven't been together for the longest time yeah. um i mean i know they're 27 or whatever 27 so, and 25 so you know they're they're still figuring out how to navigate people in general mm -hmm. you know I, i've had uh, i had my business for for five years and stuff and I, I was able to i dealt with a lot of people you know as far as customers and you know employees everything else and then you know having other jobs and stuff you kind of being around people and stuff like that you learn how to kind of navigate people's energy and sometimes you can figure out people's triggers and i just think that um I mean, it's not like he called her fat, but I mean, it like he, you know, he didn't help. No, <laughs> it's like so he should have he should have just gave her some words of affirmation and really just tried to find out the root with her and not really a therapy session, mm -hmm. but just be like, babe, what? Why are we why are we feeling this way? I'm curious. At what point do you kind of. You know, are you OK or allowed to get frustrated because a person just keeps like having the same issue and is not working on it right what because would be the issue? so like let's say she just has a fundamental lack of self-esteem about her body right mm. but it's not something that comes up once it's something that comes up all the time mm -hmm. like you're trying to get intimate she's like oh my god no i'm fat or oh, you yeah. you know you go out to dinner she's like no i can't eat that i'm fat mm -hmm. you know like everything revolves around that like sure. at what point 
do you have to be like giving an ultimatum like fix this shit mm, good segue here. <laughs> you, you know what i mean because like at some point it's kind of like bro you're exhausting like you this is such a fucking problem for you and it keeps being an issue like at what point are you going to take accountability to fix this yeah yeah so the ultimatum right giving somebody an ultimatum um it, it really i think it comes down to the circumstances of the ultimatum but something like that for someone who is you know complaining about something or going through something but not doing the self-work or trying to trying to put in some type of effort to figure out and come up with a solution i could understand why that would be frustrating especially being the person's partner um and seeing them go through this and seeing them well, on that roller coaster of emotions um, and then giving them suggestions and stuff and then they're, they're not taking it. I, I could see that being very frustrating, but um, I think an ultimatum wouldn't be good in that situation. I just think that I think it, it, it would be a tough conversation to have, but I think that eventually you come to the point where you're like, I, I love you and I, and I respect your feelings, but we've been talking about this so much and it's just a constant circle that every time we go through this, it's just a circle that I, I just don't want to continue in that with you. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to deal with this, I, I, I'm going to respectfully ask that you deal with this on your own because I've, I've done everything I can do to help you and listen to you. And, and now it's just being so repetitive. And I just see you in this cycle of toxicity that I want that away from me, mm -hmm. but I don't want to be away from you. And I think eventually that might, because because they're just sharing it with you and it's like you're enabling them to keep visiting those feelings all the time because it's like a it's like people that are addicted to drama you know they want right. to gossip and they want to keep talking about the same stuff and yeah. so but uh on the other hand an ultimatum would be very useful in a situation like um with your friend that we talked about in the last episode mm -hmm. right so this guy's not you know traveling not putting in the effort and you know the effort is is 10 to 1 the ratio on her side to his side is 10 to 1 and she's just asking for it to come up a, a few points right so uh, i believe that she gave the ultimatum like hey you need to show me some effort you need to travel here you know come visit me like i've done several times for you and and you know come talk to me let's hash this out and like if you really want to be with me i need to see the effort you yeah. know and i think that that is completely reasonable i, I think that's uh very like a mature thing to do. And I think that she's actually doing more than she needs to by giving this man yet another chance, you know, and there's no That's judgment. Women, in though. That. That's how we roll. We yeah, get 17,000 chances before we're actually done. Yeah. And there's no judgment <laughs> in that at all. You know, it's, it's her story and her love. And I, and I definitely want it to work out and I, I respect it so much. The fact that she's willing to, to, to do this, but I do really appreciate the fact that she's trying again, but, for her this time with conditions yeah, and like, boundaries low, if i'm i'm opening the door one more time for you but you need to come to me i'm not going to yeah. open the door back to you after you do me dirty and then come travel to you and then work around everything you got going on like that's all that's catering stuff is is going to be put on the back burner until i see you willing to cater to me a little bit and mm -hmm. this man owes her some catering <laughs> i'm not <laughs> kidding this man and girl you know who you are this man owes you uh he owes you a month in the condo <laughs> he just needs to just like come on you know so you know out to you ultimatums for me are very problematic and they so can get toxic i'm thinking of you know the the netflix show the ultimatum which if you haven't watched the show mm -hmm. the whole fucking concept is so incredibly toxic right okay so it's Couples where one person wants to get married and the other one's like on the fence or whatever. She's triggered, want. folks. She's I'm, very triggered. Okay. First of all, the fact that they go on the show and they give each other 
permission to basically date other people for three weeks, aka cheat on each well, they've other. They've been together for a while. They've right? been together for a while. One person wants to get married, the other person doesn't, there and it's like, the person who wants to get married is like, "Bitch, we need to get married, or it's over." But before we do that, we're gonna go and date other people to make sure that you're my person, mm-hmm. and then we'll come back together after three weeks when I'm fucking around. Basically, test our love. Yeah, and then let's see if we still want to be together, or if we found a new partner in this circle of people that get selected for the show. With other couples that are also in the ultimatum. So you got one person in each couple that is there to put their lover through the test because they want to get married, and then the other the other person in the couple, and all the other couples, is just there because A, they don't really want to get married, but they still like the person they're with, Yeah, and then they're like, damn, I'm going to go on the show and go date these other people. People, this is insane yeah and it gets very sticky it's i could never first of all like <laughs> shout out to anybody who's ever been on the show or thought about being on the show like you're better than me because i could not okay it's just it's permission to cheat yeah i'm like how are we gonna come back into bed and act like shit's normal i don't know if they're actually having sex on no the they are oh really not everybody is but some people are really they have like an area yeah. where they can go they can like spend the night together they they like move in with other people Oh, I they thought that they were just like in like a real world house and like no, like like a Jersey. They Shore move house. in with they pick a different person to have this three week experiment with, oh, and form a bond and connection, and gotcha. then come back. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you know, for me, I feel like the whole ultimatum thing is very problematic, especially when you're talking about like a scenario where you're asking somebody to marry you or else. What What does? Well, I guess. All right, go ahead, because I've actually kind of been in this ultimatum thing. So. Oh, okay. So I'm very curious to hear that. So I feel like. Especially for women, we're very guilty of being on fucking timelines Mm -hmm. because society programs us to believe that, like, if you're with somebody for X amount of time, you have to get engaged and then you got to move in and then you got to get married and then you got to have a baby and then you got to buy a house. Like, right. There's all this pressure to, like, check off all this shit that, quote unquote, makes you like a, a functional adult. Yeah. And I think it puts unnecessary strain on relationships because there is this pressure to always be like doing achieving blah 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 Mm -hmm. and i just don't think in a relationship like you should prescribe you should you should be trying to live out some artificial fucking checklist right you know like some people don't give a shit about getting married but they're committed yeah and it's like what's the point why do we need to do all this extra spend money on a wedding i don't even want the wedding you know spend ten thousand dollars in a ring like for what for to put on an external show because that's what makes our relationship legitimate right like so i think there's a lot of pressure from that perspective but then that's like what that's the biggest decision you can make in your life is Mm, like agreed being with somebody forever like it shouldn't be because okay we're together seven years if you've had seven dysfunctional fucking years should you be getting married just because you put in the time probably not you gotta work on some (laughs) shit you know so that's what i feel like you know it shouldn't be about this external shit it should be like is this actually something that both of us want to do and for the right reasons right yeah i was actually in that exact same scenario um with the uh first girl i dated for i feel like six years or so um from like 20 to 27 21 to 27 that was the era where i had my business and stuff so we were together through the timeline right we got we moved in together Uh, i started the business the business ended up kind of doing well um and once I started getting financially secure, we were three, four years into the relationship. And then one day I was actually getting questions and comments a little bit from my family on my on my Spanish side was just like because they know I had the business and everything. And they were just like, well, you know, what do you how are you guys doing? Like, what are you guys going to do or whatever? And I'm like, well, I'm not really I've never really thought about getting married. You know, she was good or whatever, but I just wasn't 
I just wasn't thinking about that. That was all going to come later, as we talked about before. Um, and so one day, um, you know, we had moved into this new place and, uh, you know, we had more room that we, that we knew what to do with as far as like the house and stuff. And she was just like, you know, I, I, I kind of want to get married. And I'm like, you want to get married? And she's like, yeah, you know, I think that, you know, we've been together for, you know, like four years or something. Um, you know, I would like at least to get engaged or something like that. And I was like, well, all right, but that. I mean, I'm not going to say like, yes. And then like, you're going to be expecting it. I'm like, well, I'm glad that you like, let me know, but I don't know if I'm ready for that right now. And then she was, she was kind of hurt, you know, cause she thought that, that that meant like there was a lack of commitment or a lack of faith in the, of the relationship. And then she started to think that I was going to get, get to the money and then leave, you know, and like all this stuff. So, um, a little bit of time passed. I tried to bring her into the business to show her that I was like committed to have her be a part of it. And I was like, you know, if anything didn't work out, I'm willing to split this whole shit with you. Like, cause you were with me. So anyways, long story short, she comes to me a few months later and she was like, I want to have a baby. She was like, you know, if we're not going to get married, I at least want to have a baby. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And that was like, that one for me, I was just like, no, I'm, I'd much rather get engaged before I, before we have a child, you know? And then that was like, kind of like the breakdown of everything. Mm. Like, cause then, you know, she was ready. She was having uh, baby fever real bad. And I just wasn't ready for it. I, I actually even contemplated it a little bit just because it was something she wanted. And I was like, well, maybe, you know, it's like, but that was not a right reason to bring a child into the world. Like that's not like some reward that you give her because she's been loyal to me. Like, then that's where I was going with it in Mm -hmm. my head. Like I was like, well, this woman wants this, like, gosh, I might as well do it, you know? And I'm glad I didn't do it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's rough, right? Like, because ultimatum is just like what broke the whole thing down. You're staring at a future that you don't necessarily envision for yourself. And it's like, when you start doing things, not because you want to do them, mm. but because you think you need to do them to keep somebody around. Do it for the other person. Ugh, Something that's... like that is crazy. Because like I, like I said, I'd much rather get engaged and then even married yeah. versus bring like a life into the world. That's just permanent, permanent. That you can't like, undo yeah, the baby. You can undo the marriage. I, mean, I would have like, I mean, I'd have like an eight-year-old right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? No. No, I cannot. <laughs> Um, yeah. So when, when it's like that type of thing where your, your hands being forced to do something just to keep that other person happy, I think that's toxic. Never. 
But I do think that there might be scenarios where an ultimatum is warranted. One example would be like when somebody's doing something that can literally like cause them physical harm. Mm, okay. Right? Drinking too much. Drinking, drugs, um, maybe gambling, Hell you know, yeah. Yeah. And anything that's like can legit like ruin your life. Right. If it goes too far. Yeah. I think at that point, it might be a scenario where an ultimatum is an appropriate response after you've tried to have interventions and get them into therapy and do the work together. And, yeah, you know, yeah. but at some point it's like, if I've done all of these things and this person still has not made the change that they need to just make this like a healthy functional relationship, then I think an ultimatum probably makes sense where you're just like, look, you either going to stop this shit or I'm done. I'm yeah, out. You got to get out of that toxicity for yourself, you mm-hmm. know? And like, it goes back into that, le- that last episode was, you know, your time is your time mm-hmm. and how you choose to spend your time is how you choose to do that. So yeah. you got to look out for you. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, proceed with caution, I think, when it comes to ultimatums, because they can be sort of a manipulation tool that I don't think is healthy. But I think it can also be a self-preservation tool, depending on the situation. Yeah. And I mean, I I grew up, you know, racing dirt bikes and, you know, buying and flipping, buying and flipping trucks and all this stuff. And I I ran into several guys that I've bought trucks from and, and boats and stuff like that. And these guys are like, you know, the wife says I gotta, I gotta stop like building these Jeeps. Like, oh. so I have to sell like a couple of these Jeeps. So I'm just like letting this shit go. Cause like, and, and I know that that's, that's not fair. I, yeah, I know. But I mean, if the guy's, you know, fucking up the family finances because he keeps coming home with random Jeeps, you're that's like, fair. you just spent yeah. another five grand on this Jeep. Why? You have four in the yard already. Yeah. Okay. That's right. <laughs> yeah. If you're doing too much of anything. Maybe it's time to have a conversation. Wait, didn't your didn't your dad have like a truck or something? And your mom was like, "You got to get rid of it or something." Oh my god, wasn't so, that an ultimatum? My, yeah, my father <laughs> literally swears like he watches all these like you know fixer upper shows, the car shows, and all that shit. Gas monkey garage. Shout yeah, out. all the things. And he swore he was gonna like rebuild this like 1990 like Chevy truck. Blah blah blah. Hell yeah. Had that shit in the fucking driveway for like three years. He would work in a little bit, then it would have another problem. He'd discover, and it uh. just became like a money pit. And my mom told him one day, she's like, I'm going to need you to get rid of that shit. Like, this, we're done with this project. You're never home. You're traveling all the time anyway. I don't even know why you thought that this was, like, a realistic possibility. Dang. And so, you know, he ended up getting rid of it. But it's just funny. Like, you know, those types of ultimatums, I think that's fine. You yeah. know, just- long, long story short, folks, there's all kinds of different scenarios for ultimatums. Yeah. So just be very cautious of how you go about it. Yeah, just don't get married or have a baby because somebody else is telling you that that's what you need to do in order to save your relationship. Because clearly there's other shit there that is trying to be masked by trying to force somebody's hand into that you know yeah yeah and bringing life into the world is a very special thing you are bringing a a grown-ass adult into the world you know you have to think about that so we've all ran into some super fucked up people and um you know and it might not even be their fault you know i've got i've got a couple of uh cousins in the family that they just weren't wanted you know they just Mm. weren't wanted They, they were always treated like that by their parents bounced around between each parent um always got in trouble and stuff and the parents just acted like they were always always it was just a mistake. You could just tell that they, it was like a one night stand scenario thing. She didn't mean to get pregnant, but didn't want to get an abortion. And then all of a sudden you have these kids and then, you know, the kids are acting up all the time. So anyways, the the relationship's (laughs) probably dysfunctional, right? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. That's something that I've always felt I needed to be the most intentional with. It's just like the decision to procreate, have a child because it's like, 
y'all are tied forever. Yeah, yeah, for you real. You know, yeah. can't undo it. And let's say you have a baby with somebody who's just not a good person. Right. And then, and then you have like the other side where like you see a lot of these co-parenting situations and stuff like, I mean, geez, like, look, like, let's look at Nick Cannon. This guy can like, <laughs> go, this guy can go to dinner with like all nine of his baby mamas. It's yeah. crazy. And everybody gets along. They're like, hey, girl, what's up? And all the, all the sisters and brothers are all taken care of. It's crazy. But that's like a, I mean, I know that that's just like a thing, but that happens out here all the time. I had some buddies growing up and, and their parents were super cool, like. They would all go to birthdays together and they were remarried and everybody was like playing cards together. Yeah. It wasn't really awkward. You know, it was just kind of like it was just OK. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, know. I can totally respect when people realize that they are bad partners, but can be good parents. Yeah, really good parents. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I hate the scenarios where like folks are using the child as a pawn to like mm -hmm. hurt each other Toxic. because the only person who's actually going to be hurt by that is yeah. the child. Yeah. Hell right. Yeah. Like who who wants that dysfunction as like your example of what love looks like yeah so yeah i went through that a little bit with the split and and stuff like that you know and there was a little bit of like competition feeling um mm. between like if i would when i would come down to Flo you know to florida i would i would get a lot of stuff and then when i would go back and you know sometimes my stepmom would throw some of the stuff away mm. and then you know my dad would try to compensate it was a weird little dynamic yeah. Yeah, for sure i also have never wanted to be like a single mom so i think part of my anxiety around like having a child Hell is yeah. like yo you got to be like 150 percent committed i yeah. cannot question your commitment because i'm i refuse yeah not doing it i mean if that was ever to happen you could just have one of your girlfriends move in with you and i'm totally kidding <laughs> totally kidding i just can't i'm like i want the white picket fence life when it comes to parenthood is that mm. wrong yeah, yeah is that too aspirational absolutely not no okay no we're working on it we're getting there. <laughs> we're, we're building the life together. I'm here for it. I actually wanted to bring up something that we went through. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it was not yesterday, the day before. Yeah. Right. We had a little conversation about a topic. Okay. And it's been a topic that we've had. A recurring theme. Yeah. Okay. A little bit. And I guess we won't get into the details just because it is, it is personal. But at the end of the day, the, the point of the story is that we, I, I triggered her with something that I was doing. And something that I've I've always done and, and just been part of like my lifestyle or whatever. Um, and nothing like intentional or whatever, you know, but I think that she was just she's been around uh, certain situations that involved that where it was like kind of tra traumatic. And so this time she just kind of just started to shut down a little bit and was like, well, you know, the energy was just way off and she was um, upset and kind of defensive a little bit and like I said you were just shutting down a little bit you know kind of retreating and so before I mean it was like right when I got home too but before I did anything else I went into the bedroom and I sat down and I was like let's talk about this I was like talk to me let me know I'm like this is not I want to know why you're feeling this way what your what's the triggers and what's happening and and what I have to do with that and what I can do to better that and I think after we had this long conversation everything was good right yeah you know it was like a very healthy way and you were just like your whole day changed after that you were enjoying yourself we went and laid in the pool together and then like we had a awesome romantic night together mm -hmm. and you were just like babe like that was a milestone in our relationship I, yeah i mean open th communication this relationship has ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Absolutely been like such a, it's a teaching experience for me about like what healthy conflict looks like. And healing. It's so, it's been so incredible to just experience what that feels like because I did not see examples of healthy conflict growing up in my household. Like it was two options. It's either yelling and screaming Mm -hmm. or sweeping shit under the rug. Mm. And so I don't really, I'm not a yeller. I'm not a screamer. Like it's just not in my nature. I don't like it. So I'm not that person, but I definitely am good at sweeping shit under the rug Mm -hmm. and like shutting down and compartmentalizing and just shove it down. Right. It's not that it's not going to bother me and it's not, that it's not going to come up, but it's going to come up after shit builds up. Right. And so you've been so proactive about like not letting me be that person. And you are very perceptive of like energy changes in me. Mm -hmm. You just can tell by looking at me, like there's some shit wrong here. We got to talk. Right. And you force me not in a, like an aggressive way, but like you, you force me in a like, babe, this is a safe space. Talk to me. Mm -hmm. This needs to be resolved. We're not going to be this couple that just like let shit builds and resentment happens. And then, cause that's, that's the recipe for fucking disaster. Yeah, I mean, I brought it up earlier, you know, and I'm speaking from experience. That's why I try to curate that safe environment. Yeah. You know? So how did you learn how to do that? Like, because that's not that's not a skill, I think, that we typically associate with relationships in general. Like, you know, yeah. I always say, like, general, relation- we are not taught about very fundamentally important things in life, right? Mm-hmm. I talk about money on my other show, Yo Quiero Dinero podcast, and that's something we don't learn about, right? right. We also don't learn about how to have healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no class in school that's like, hey, 
conflict resolution 101. Right. Right. So like, where did you learn that? I think it's just always been in my nature. Um, you know, my dad and I, you know, we, we were always really close and he was, he was a, he was really good about having open communication, but man, you had to be very selective on how, on like what you were open with him about because he would get triggered about some stuff and like he would get a little aggressive and like he just couldn't really handle it he's gotten a lot better now that he's older but yeah you know my dad was 19 he's 19 years older than me so when he was 30 i was 10 you right. know so he was just like learning how to be an adult too um but he was he's the one who started it in me about the idea of open communication and talking about your feelings and stuff like that and then um, I had some really close friendships. My friends and I, we were really good, really close buddies. And so we would always talk about stuff and whatever. I, I was never afraid to like cry with one of my friends or, you know, and then I was really big into church growing up. So that was kind of good. You know, we would go into like prayer groups and, you know, so the communication would kind of go through there. Um, and You're also I'll, a Virgo, which is yeah, a sign is that's the strong energy very, that. very known for like emotionally intelligent and like communicative mm, okay yeah so i and then you know throughout um even things like looking at um you know my friend's mom's relationships and um just all kinds of different examples movies tv shows stuff like that i would always just pick up on certain things um that i really liked about like rom-coms and stuff like that mm -hmm. i would see the the emotional guy and like the romantic guy and like what they would do and kind of you know how they would confess their love and just like fearless with their woman as far as like with their emotion and i think that that's always been something i've craved is just being like utterly comfortable and completely fearless with like i feel like i can say anything and talk about anything without any type of real judgment or with there might be judgment but at least you're gonna you know give me Hear the me opportunity to explain why the hell i'm talking like that so mm -hmm. i think it just overall who i am and then you know now that i've i've gone through therapy and stuff like that and i know how to communicate really with myself that's what's really unlocked it for me being able to deal with other people and stuff, you know, because now I know when I hear people talk about certain things with me and stuff like that, and they start to trigger me, I, I kind of, it kind of feeds into what, why they're talking about that, you know, and I, I really dive into their shoes. I'm like, why are they thinking this way? Why mm -hmm. are they feeling this way? You know, what could have happened? Stuff like that. And yeah. that's like, when you do that with people, you are just so open and like non-judgmental. Like my mind is so much more clear. I used to come up with stories about people like, you know, I'd look at them and just judge them real quick. And it would just happen in a blink of an eye. But I would put a story to this person. And then now I'm I walk around Publix or something and I now I wonder about like where this person grow up or mm -hmm. whatever, you know, which is different. My yeah. mind is just a lot more open now that I'm a lot more mature. And I've yeah. got a long way to go. I'm 30. So. Yeah, I think it's um, it's something you have to practice, right? Like, mm -hmm. I think communication and healthy conflict is not something that's inherent, and it's not something that, like, you read one book, mm -hmm. and you're a fucking expert. Yeah, I know? haven't read any books about anything, yeah. Yeah, that's why I say, you know, for the people who are single, who are, like, on that healing journey of, like, getting over a breakup or whatever, there's a lot of self-work you can do, but something like conflict, like healthy conflict, you have to be in partnership to practice that. Yeah. So at some point, you know, you have to give yourself the ability to like get back out there, start interacting with other people, start dating, because that's the only way you're actually going to get good at a identifying what healthy conflict looks like, because you're going to have that experience of interacting with people, but you're also going to get the practice that you need to.
you've helped me so much, like <laughs> in such a short amount of time. Like I don't recognize myself sometimes and like how I used to handle shit versus like how I handle things now. Oh, I love that for you, baby. I love that for me too. That's great. Yeah. I think that um, another big thing that I would say for people is to, the one thing that helped me the most was when I was in therapy, I was, um, I was taught how to um, identify the emotions I was feeling because mm. like you could be feeling, there's like, let's just say five emotions, happiness, sadness, whatever. And then like, there's a lot of branches, olive branches to each of those feelings. So instead of just being like, oh, this makes me feel down so that must mean it's making me feel sad or something there's you can go more into it it's kind of hard to explain but once i was able to identify my emotions a lot more and a lot be a lot more clear about that then i was also able to do that with other people and see that um sometimes people jump into being angry because they're they're scared yeah and they're they're on the defense and they don't know so all they do is like raise their voice and puff out their chest and act like they want to fight like there's a lot of stuff that goes on and if you can see past that and be like you're just you're just fragile right now. You're afraid of like being broken, you know? So let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. So I think identifying your own emotions is, is huge for your own personal journey. Yeah, that is so true. Like I've become so aware of like my triggers, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. you know, and I try not to judge them too, but I also know it's my responsibility to not continuously project them on you. Yeah. Right. Like it's okay if like you trigger me, but I, then I have to go back and be like, okay, is this actually about him? Yeah. Is he actually being malicious about his intent? Or yeah. is this some shit that has nothing to do with him, but it's being activated? And now I need to kind of get to the root cause of it. Yeah. And sometimes I play around with those triggers a little bit. And I'm like, am I triggering you, babe? Like, is this a trigger? You then, but I think that that's also a way to get past <laughs> it a little bit, too. Where yeah. It's like, you know, because it's like, is this a trigger for you, babe? Are we talking about something that's a trigger? And you're like, yeah. But, <laughs> well, I'll we tell you right away. It, right? We laugh about yeah, it. Yeah. It's never it's, like, uh, it's never malicious. It's always just like, it's becoming aware of each other. Yeah. Right? Like, wh how can you be a good partner if you don't even know, like, what turns your partner on or off? Or, like, you know, what, how to talk to them or mm -hmm. how to approach them? Or, you know, I know that um, whenever I'm just, like, overwhelmed, I'm like, babe, can you just hug me? I'd just be real needy. And yeah, I'm yeah, like, this yeah. is how I, this is how I relax. I need the heart-to-heart connection and <laughs> slow down for a little bit let my mind stop racing yes she does yes, and she that's does. it I'm like yes, i need does. a hug mm -hmm. right now <laughs> low-key that's really how it is <laughs> get over here oh shit <laughs> that cougar energy is real folks like, I you. um <laughs> oh shit that's good um but yeah i think um health conflict does not have to mean Anger, raised voices, combativeness. It's just a difference. Conversation. In, it's two human beings who have completely different philosophies, thought patterns, experiences, traumas, triggers. Towards tra one topic. Towards one topic. Or, or just in general, right? Like we have two individual stories. We have two individual mindsets. And healthy conflict is figuring out how to balance those things mm. so that we can interact in a good way. Right. And 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 that's that takes time. Right. And it takes practice. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it's it, that's that's so true. Being being best friends is the is the is the thing because you know, it's best friends can have beliefs and different things, but yeah. still still fuck with each other and still have each other's back and full hundred percent support regardless of what aisle they're on or whatever. Yeah, and I think it's something that never ends. Honestly, that like that work mm -hmm. never ends because if you think about you know a lifetime long relationship where you're together 30, 40 years, whatever. The amount of things that you're going to confront, yeah. it's just like you don't even know, right? You don't even know what's waiting for you. There's going to be 
illness and and family loss and like maybe financial issues or career problems or whatever. There's so many things that can happen, but when you have those fundamental skills of just being able to handle sh life when shit happens, mm -hmm. I think that's what makes or breaks like those those couples, like those um, you know, the couples from like the notebook type yeah, thing yeah. versus people that once shit gets hard, it's just like you give up because you don't have that skill set to navigate the not so great times. Yeah, and 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 people change over time, you yeah. know. In my in my in my twenties, I have really um, lived a couple of different lives, and I've really kind of found who I am up until this point, you know. And I know that it's going to change a lot in the next, you know, decade and so on and so mm -hmm. forth. And you know, two people that are together, you know, people that get together in high school and stuff like that, and they make it through, and they end up being together all the way until way later on in life. You really have to take your hats off to those people because, um, you know, they they've changed so much yeah. just as individuals. They, they, they've they grown used to, together. Yeah. They used to like something and now they don't, you know, it, it, all kinds of crazy things go on all while still being in a relationship that's changing as well, too. That's uh, I really commend that because, um, you know, if I had a son or something like that, I would I would try to try to tell him to like try to find yourself throughout your 20s don't really worry about you know getting in a relationship and trying to live this like adult life because you're in such a rush to grow up yeah so it's like real appealing to like find a wife and like have a kid and like have this life but you don't really get to have fun in your 20s you only get to go travel and party and do whatever the hell you want to do and figure out who you are mm -hmm. you know living life that's how you figure out who you are and the type of person you want to be and i think that um i think that i would always suggest for people to like doesn't mean go out and be a hoe, but I think just live your life for you. Don't be in such a rush to find someone to live your life for, because when you make that commitment, you find someone that you quote unquote want to live your life for. That's not just some glamorous fucking statement that's like, oh, yeah, I'm living my life for this person. No, bro. Like you're actually really doing that shit. You yeah. know, you have to you got to stay in the hospital with them and sleep on that uncomfortable chair if they're in there for something like there's a lot of shit that goes into it. So. Um, yeah, there's like my raise rent. <laughs> there's my raise rent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that advice, honestly, because it's like, how do you even know what you want from a partner if you don't have enough life experience to know what you demand of yourself? Hell yeah. Right? Like, if, if you, you don't, don't even know, know who you are uh -huh. and what's important to you, what yeah. the hell are your values? Like, how are you going to even know what to look for? Yeah. Hell and yeah. that only comes with time and exposure. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I'm here for it. I love this. I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is fun, y'all. Um, so I think we're going to wrap it up, right? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. Okay, guys. Well, listen, thank you guys so much. Um, please, you know, take a second. Go watch the video on YouTube. I, I know that the, listening to it, I listen to podcasts 90% of the time, but the video thing is going to be fun. We're actually playing around with some ideas for the studio set, too. So uh, super excited about that. But go check us out on all the platforms. Please DM us with any questions or topics that you want us to tackle if you want our input on those things. Uh, yeah, thank you guys so much. We will catch you guys later.